Skirmish. Skirmish never changes. Fortified niche. Uh, hi, welcome to Fortified Niche. This is Kassa, your host for the episode, joined as always by my good pal and close confidant, JC Dent. Hi! And how are you, my good handsome friend? Uh, quite well, thank you. Uh, I'm, do- I'm doing some gaming, I'm doing some not gaming, haven't, haven't been to the miniature in quite some time. But other than that, uh, I'm quite well. How about you? Well, I haven't painted a miniature this financial year, so I'm not stressed about that. Um, what's the printing things, though? Um, got the printer working again, so I've been printing off um, stuff for my friend's cosplay. And otherwise, work is now training, so now work is 8.30 to 4.30, which is the worst. But also, it's consistent Ooh. money, so it gives a sh- that's the easiest cash we earn for the next three weeks. So, no, no big complaints. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can get more money to print more stuff and then <laughs> not paint it. Yeah, piles and piles and piles. You know, I have friends that pay to paint for me because smart. Yeah, it's the same thing. I same thing. What I do with uh, some of my infinity pieces when I want them to stand out. Yeah. If at first you don't succeed, pay someone else to do it. I prefer the term delegation. Uh, As an anarchist, if we all communally work together, we have a better overall results. We took a vote. I'm shit at painting. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Same. Same. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even vote for being shit at painting. I just am. <laughs> it's delegated. Um, each according to their ideals, each according to their inability to paint. I believe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, and as the pod- introduction may have given away, we are doing this is not a test. A fun little game by our favorite Joseph in the tabletop ball gaming section. <laughs> our favorite Joseph. Joseph Surf, you'll have to work around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Maker of Reality's Edge, which is really cool. Um, this is not a test. Is basically the prequel game. This it's the base game. It's the start game. It's what Reality's Edge was modified into being. Was modified into being Reality's Edge. Um, it's we're basically covering the base game as well as the experimental FAQ rules, which bring it more in line with what Reality's Edge was in a way that's much more enjoyable. Like the base game is four by four and ties are sort of not always go the same way sometimes it's defenders sometimes it's attackers sometimes it's whimsies um so it makes it three by three and it's a few other things that just make it faster in a really enjoyable way that cuts down like the friction points um, yeah faster f- uh, uh, yeah it's faster and it's uh, sleeker and it nerfs uh, burst fire and all that and Hey, that, this doesn't mean that we're going against our policy of uh, only reviewing the base game and not the various uh, expansions. That once is again fine. for yeah, Rara is fine. But once again, that's for uh, future Patreon <laughs> premium content. And, and we're, we're always going to search out Rara for any game we cover because I think it's important to understand what changes the devs might have. And just if someone else has played the game before and they've asked the questions, you've got an answer. That's an incredibly good sign to me. I love seeing FAQs in second editions and third editions and revisions, but if there isn't one, I'm not searching your walled garden on Discord. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> while second edition of Chain of Command would be preferable, uh, any any game that has a publicly accessible FAQ, possibly on the page where the game is sold or somewhere else, is good. 
uh, we love to see it. Of course, we all want the games to be immediately perfect and uh, to emerge fully formed from some Nordic weasel's head without any explanations needed or any uh, or any like you know uh, clarifications, which is probably the same thing. No, no balance issue, but yeah, if FKQ exists and we can and we can use it, we're going to use it. Yeah, and like we understand that. The, f- the edition you put out and the edition you want to put out. Um, anyway, this is not a test. Is Well, I semi-disparagingly called it the um, Fallout Tactics of Tabletop War Games, but my co-host disagreed, saying this was a good game. So, well, uh, Tactics is fun. I thought Tactics I, was fun. Well, I, I, I finished my Fallout Tactics Let's Play not a few years ago go on lp archive and find it that's the only one there i will and i and i have opinions to have about follow tactics as a video game at this point but yeah it's uh it's the the uh fallout war game uh, unofficial fallout war game but it's very much uh, fallout with numbers filed off uh yeah, yeah. Um, the, ref- the setting is uh, roughly similar, even up to someone invading Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah, it was. They called the Canada Territories. I'm not quite sure if that's like they've occupied entirety of Canada or um, it's an exception because of the whatever reason. Um, the background fluff is all everything sucks and people don't work together because everything sucks, except for American exceptionalism, which. Woo! In a very rapid kind of way. Which is, like, I get it. It's fine. Like, if you live in a country, you're like, yeah, we're the best country in the world. We're the smartest and greatest and coolest. Except for except for all the evidence otherwise. Uh, I don't know about it. Uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's an interesting... Uh, that's an interesting point brought up that by the first piece of fluff in the game being by the founder of Preservers, which is your uh, lawsuit averse uh, uh, Brotherhood of Steel equival- equivalent and he's like oh America was, was a wonderful nation possibly the best nation he's like a guy who lived before the uh, war happened and uh, so you know you can take it uh, both ways either this is like uh, an old man rambling about his past being like you know the best place to have uh, ever been to have lived in or you know the uh uh, uh an unreliable narrator in yeah. the book. Um, it, it establishes his biases pretty clearly and quickly in how yeah. he's presenting it. And that's, you know, it's interesting. The game doesn't do much to skew away from that kind of overall point of view. Not the American exceptionalism that's sort of being reductive on the first piece of fluff. Um, but yeah, it is kind of holding that thing of like bombs fell, there are big vaults where people protect things and Mostly no one has thought to work together since that happened because of evil raiders that never run out for some reason. Don't look into it. Uh, evil raiders and mutants. There's a whole lot of mutants and cannibals and hmm. stuff. Because surely the most effective form of um, protein gathering is cannibalism. No one would ever think. We should probably like, plant some beans at any point. No, 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 man. I got to get those vital prions. It's the only way. I, it's the only way I can stay off of the hunger for microplastics. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it, the world is kind of sad and uh, destroyed because <laughs> that's how the world is in Fallout. Uh, mostly isolated settlements and stuff. Uh, travel is dangerous. There's a single radio station with the kooky guy at the, at the front of it. 
and you have basically all the factions you'd expect to find in Fallout. Yeah, and for so, those of you keeping yeah. track, it's set in the tri-state wasteland, which is Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or East, sorry, Eastern West Virginia, because that makes perfect sense. Um, it's it's parts of those states because yeah. the rest of those states are taken over by uh, Mennonites and historical recreationists, burning coal fires, uh, uh, DC having been hit with uh, chemical air bursting nuclear and nanite bombs because oh. somebody fought to occupy it, which is an interesting way to uh, to prepare ground that you're going to occupy, dropping wild nanites on it, and other stuff. And other stuff. Yeah. So that's uh, that probably the weirdest thing about the setting is that the tri-state wasteland is almost isolated from everything else because there's spooks and horrors and. Uh, and uh, all sorts of nonsense that lives around them. Except for, like, you know, Pennsylvania, which just has the uh, Mennonite uh, Defense Force oh, and historical recreationists. A source. As, as two organized factions, yet somehow nobody... Somehow those guys don't want to do diplomacy and the local guys don't want to do diplomacy. But... It is an interesting point. Yeah, something, like, if they've got essentially coal power like that's not yeah nothing like okay a steam engine doesn't make you a like a modern civilization but once you're like mining digging out coal to put into power plants to make things that seems like you're approaching level industrialization which you can go back to a sense of normalcy what was before like the game talks about there was plasma and lasers and ais and all that sort of junk but you know like you don't need that to be happy and healthy and fat like well all those things help and uh, i guess medical uh, i guess medical knowledge used to make all sorts of fancy wonder drugs is one of those things that first goes out of the window once the industrial lines break down and uh i guess it's i guess i guess uh, another thing that i agree with you about this being a little stale for a setting is like, uh, like you said, how nobody ever cooperates, where which is a massive trope in a, in all world-ending fiction and something that people have started to push back a little on stuff, even using uh, people after like hur- hur- Hurricane Katrina and stuff mm. like how communities come together and help each other and aid one another instead of just immediately resorting to dressing in discarded uh, car tires and chains and just shooting at people randomly. Like, you look at it, you see, like, um, like the, the Pennsylvania is made up of, like, two warring, white, two warring groups, and one of them is just a bunch of warlords that all hate each other. And it made you think, like, well, why, would, why would you hate each other? What, how deep must these slights be? Like, oh, you've got all the hamburgers, and I've got all the hot dogs, and I want all the hamburgers. Okay, man, well, I'll give you half of mine, and you can you can give me half of yours, or the sort of the perennial um, solution or retort to that, like yeah, I'm gonna just bondage gear and go around um, living my Lord Humongous vibes. Like yeah, but me and four other people are gonna build a fence, and we're gonna like make a really cool fence that's gonna keep you out. And if you keep coming here, then enough of us want to be here that we're gonna be able to like get rid of you, or we're gonna make it like we'll just welcome you. Yeah, sure, come rule us. We don't give a fuck. Here's all the food and whatever you want, and then. Ankhmore Pocket. Ankhmore Pocket. Um, I don't know, it's boring. <laughs> like, it's 28, it came out in 2014, and Fallout 3 was six years old at that point. I think New Vegas was about to drop as well. So it feels like telling me 
yeah, everyone hates everyone else and no one wants to get along. Like, that's not how everything works, dude. Like, we've seen, unless it's a world run by the elite, like, non-proletariat, it's going to be, not, not to get too political, but like, you know, they've done studies and rich people are all psychopaths. And if you're not a psychopath, rich person, give us money. That'll show us. Yay! And if you're a psychopath, rich person, also give us money. I mean, uh, <laughs> get some of that uh, blood-soaked uh, cash to go back into the hands of the proletariat. Mm. But like outside of um, those complaints, the game is, plot-wise, it seems pretty milk toast. Um, yeah. Nothing stands out in a negative way to what I read. I'm sure there's something. There's always something. Um, and like, I like it because you can build your cool mutant gang around being like... We're going to get revenge on all you non-glowy jerks because you don't glow right. That's yeah, yeah. you can have two varieties of mutants, one which are like civilized and try to get together along with everyone else, even if everyone else is a bit racist against the people with a couple spare eyes or tentacles and whatnot. Mm. And there are also mutants that are uh, just going be like, you know what? I want to be an angry guy that a main per, uh, that a main character shoots to for, to loot stuff. Like, uh, let's do that. I don't. Uh, I don't want to like help build society. I want to be an evil terrorist. So, like, okay, man, you do you. What I what I miss about America is the precariat and uh, not having <laughs> a stable source of living. Mm. I love raiding and being reliant on having uh, the strength to steal stuff from others. Yeah. This is great. Would would not want to settle down. Uh, I believe in all of those memes that uh, the uh, no, nomad nomad warrior societies always defeat the uh, settled societies, yeah. even though historically that's not what happened. And the, the Fremen are like a historical fact, right? I'm pretty sure they're like based on every on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you know that thing how Mon uh, every Mongol invasion that conquered China basically assimilated and became the ruling caste and settled down and lost their Mongol edge. Doesn't Funny how right. that never happened. Doesn't sound right. I can't yeah, yeah, happens. that never happened. That's yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Lipkug history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and the, that the fluff in that way sort of ties into like um, Dent brings up. Most factions have like two different kinds of leaders that will inform and influence how you play it. Like you can be yeah. nice mutants or evil raider mutants. You can be like um, caravans or like cops. Yeah. You can be like preservers who have like a kind of a couple of flavors. Most of the people have like an either or flavor that doesn't really skew them, but it is kind of fun. Like there are, you can just try to be the raiders. You can just try to be the bad guys. Yeah, but there are like uh, even and then you have like two choices of leaders. One of them is like Bandit King, which is like you can be, mm. which is kind of presented like Wasteland Robin Hood or something like when you where you have more charm than muscle and maybe don't leave heads on spikes uh, everywhere. And then the other option is like, yep, dumb muscle it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just uh, careening over everything, stealing shit and uh, ruining stuff for everyone else. Yeah. So thing, yeah, like it's something that's simple and yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. simple and it's sort of like it informs the choices really, really effectively in how you want to build your wasteland, wasteband. Um, like the caravan is this. Um, oh, what is it? Like the the fake. There's a caravan group that's sort of presented as yeah. like an option you can make. It's like this is the Waffle House people. There's always going to be like a Waffle House in the wasteland, and they want to make sure that like that's a safe place for you to come. And they sort of trade between them. It's like that's that's kind of fun. That's a bit goofy. That's kind of silly. Yeah, um, yeah. That th and that's like an original thing they tacked onto the setting. That's not like something that wasn't 
in Fallout. And I think only New New Vegas really got into caravans. I don't remember the stunt color of Oblivion. I mean, Fallout yeah. 3 that much. Uh, and it's a fun thing of yeah, like so there aren't vehicles because there's some sort of horrible hunter killer satellite in the sky above us all, just blasting anything that moves and seems metallic. It's just ships, planes, cars, bigger yeah, robots. Yeah. Just it's like fuck that guy. <laughs> and there are also like some sort of uh, glitter spread in the yeah. atmosphere, which the, blocks um, the long range communication. So they have uh, justifications why particles, and they're from Gundam. So. <laughs> They have justifications for those uh, for certain things not existing in the wasteland. Similarly, how Milosky, black powder, red, yeah, <laughs> black powder red earth had justifications why you don't get to climb onto the second floor of the buildings or drive vehicles around. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The setting is generally okay, and if you like Fallout, you'll like it as well. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of depth to be plumbed here and there are an awful lot of expansions that would build upon this and like if if fallout is your touchstone for your game you're like bought fuck let's rip something off let's rip off fallout sure man like there aren't a lot of games that want to rip off fallout exclusively specifically and like go for it do it it's an enduring yeah. franchise for a reason people love the world um it's an easy touchstone to make your own as well um and that's fine uh yeah. so period is like it's the future and rules wise it's the same as reality's edge um you have a gang of a warband of people you have a leader some rank and file literally called that um elites and specialists different amounts of them yeah uh you roll a d10 you add your stat you're trying to beat 10 or the opponent's roll um and with the faq rules ties always go to the aggressor which is yeah but it's Great. easy to keep track of like it makes it simple like it encourages you to be aggressive and be the one initiating combat a lot more. Um, there was a reality's edge changed. I don't think it was in reality's edge. It may have been newer than that. I'm not sure. Where in combat, if you both, if the attacker attacks and loses the role, the defender can choose to strike back rather than just pushing them away, um, which is important. I think. I- I think it was in reality's edge yeah. and stuff, but yeah, the, the the idea was that was added with the FAQ that you can finally wounded the attacker and we played the first game without the FAQ and uh, winning melee on the defensive and o- only having the option to push the enemy away away really mm. felt unfa- unsatisfactory especially since who gets into the melee, melee most probably your melee guys and it's not very exciting for your melee guy to not do anything on the def- de- defense so the FAQ changes are roughly all of uh, roughly all of them are good, except for the one where they also cut down movement ranges to account for a smaller board. But like you already did the smaller board so that people would get into the action sooner. So yeah. why are you uh, going back on that? I, it takes it. I don't think it's even the relative shot. I think it's just like because relative edge is you get your first movement in full, your second yeah. movement's D six, your third movement's D three, and I think it's just an inch if you have four AP for whatever reason. And this one, yeah. you get your full first movement, and the second one is just flat halved. Yeah, so movement is um, it's half movement if they move a second or third time, which means if they move three times, they do two full movements. We just did uh, movement is a movement because movement's pretty uncommon, and some characters struggle to get anywhere. Um, yeah, even with the smaller boards, f- five inches of movement and yeah. four inches of movement aren't that much. No, like if you start off the sites, it's still taking a while to get in there. Um, and that. 
the melee change, sort of the push wave one is, it only seems to affect models that don't have reach, because if you have reach, you're still further. Like, if you've got a spear being pushed away an inch, won't matter, because you're still an inch away, and you can still stab them with the spear. It just prevents every yeah. other weapon, which seems to me to say, spears are pretty good, which bears out both historically and for tummy feels. Uh, unfortunately, spears are in this, like in a few other games, two-handed weapon instead being the integral part of the uh, spear and shield combo that persisted through the Middle Ages. Which is like, come on, man! If if you if you hold it with two if if you hold it by with two hands, for me that's a pike. Yes, but you have a solution to that dent, and it's called mutations. <laughs> simply, oh, yeah. simply approach the glow and enjoy its warm, embracing light lose the human tag and gain the mutant tag, and why you now can join the fed- the fated ranks of humanity's saviour. Um, and you might even get an extra limb, or psychic powers, or maybe your arms fall off, and that's probably not ideal. You can still attack with no yeah. arms, which I didn't realise. I should have taken that instead of the beast. But still! <laughs> yeah, I think the, the some of the mutations in this game are random, and some are uh, not. Which is like... Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like the, the randomness bit because, like, hey, the mutation might have been random for the person and that character, but I am the uh, player. I exist outside of space and time, and I shape reality at my will. Uh, I don't want the mutations to be random. I want my mutant to have stuff that I gave him, especially in war games, since mutations affect like all sorts of combat shit. And uh, yeah, um, it looks like mutations are only random if you gain a mutation in game like if you approach um something that will give you that causes you to mutate like um the radfields or something otherwise you mm. can pick them like the mutant faction when they start with they all get to pick their mutation um skills also likely uh sorry likewise you pick them when you start a character and then you get to roll for them later on and there are, once again this actually interestingly this game has oh this is that's like we'll do it in army but we're running um yeah, so generally, you don't get much choice. Um, that's kind of... What else is in this game? Psychic powers are just shooting, or um, buffs in the AOE. Mutations are just fancy skills that give you a weird bonus. You can have huge guys that are over 12 inches tall, which was really uh, hard to cover. And they're still slow. They're still slow as hell. Like, it's weird. Well, yeah, uh, well... Uh, it, it's not. There's not too much to talk about the actual rules by itself, and this is not a test because everything runs on either d10, either 10 being the target, and then you roll a d10 and add your ability and modifiers to it, or a, an opposed test just being a roll off between both of yours, and you roll the dice, add your ability and modifiers together, and see of whom whom among you uh, rolled best. Uh, <laughs> Of course, uh, one uh, it probably does behoove us to remember the like specialties of of, of this. I, I I don't know. I don't think they actually gave them. A, I don't think they gave the rules at the cutest name. But just like in reality, Edge, which was built on this game, uh, you activate your characters by rolling for their metal. Uh, if you if you succeed in the activation, you get two AP. If you fail, you get one. And with the FAQ rolls, if you crit succeed, you get three AP. Um, Which is also a skill. You, yeah, it, it was a skill before the FAQ sure. stuff. Um, 
there's also the thing that you can when you start activating the characters you can keep activating them as long as you succeed in your activation rolls and if you fail that passes to the other player he activates or he or she or they act activate their stuff until they fail in activation and so on and so forth which is super really good super really cool um it's, we did have the problem of the mission we played was the caravan mission and dent had like 13 people to activate every turn and it was a lot <laughs> no you had seven yeah 13 and i had six so <laughs> hey folks quick editor's note here JC and Cass had to take a break in the middle of this recording, so there's kind of a, a jump here in the uh, flow of the conversation, but just uh, know that it pretty much goes back to where it was at. And after that short break, because of reality, Zed, ha callbacks, um, more rules is the weapons. The weapons in this game yep. exist. Uh, there's no weird halving for damage, a la... Yeah, and that's edge. because... It's just straight up like weapons have them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, the, the the reason why there's no halving damage or something like reality is because in this game you most 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 all everyone has one wound, so you get shot once and you're out. Mm. It's very uh, I don't know old kill teams, old old necromandas or something. Uh, so the characters are a lot less resilient here and. Uh, even the team leaders and the heroes have like two wounds mostly, so like you can't you can't really cause multiple wounds, I guess, per attack unless you succeed with bursts. I famously failed at the, at them, uh, but yeah, this game we encountered jamming. Jamming yeah, is fun. Yeah, yeah, jamming is jamming is fun. It's when you roll crits when shooting, and then you get jam tokens, and you need action points to make those go go away. Depend. So yeah, weapons. Uh, with weapons uh, and basically everything the characters carry, it's better than Reality's Edge because there aren't fiddly upgrades and all all of those things that you need to cap, keep track mm. of. Because like in Reality's Edge, you had your cybernetic implants and implants have upgrades. And then you also might have hacking programs and then your guns have upgrades and etc. 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 And now this is basically armor, gear and weapons. Unfortunately, there are some upgrades yeah. for weapons. Like there's different ammo types mentioned, like in the relic section. But for the most part, they are like you have a gun. That gun does the gun thing, um, and you might find a super rare one that maybe does like a gun thing yeah. plus one. But otherwise, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 I, I don't. I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's impossible to do with the system without making it like too convoluted and too hard to work, or maybe that's just something uh, that developers overlook. But the guns are boring. A uh, submachine gun is like an assault rifle you can use while moving, but it has less strength and less range. A uh, laser carbine is like a assault rifle, but does more damage. A plasma rifle is a rare relic assault uh, assault rifle that does more damage, but it ha but it can malfunction more and does plasma damage and something, and. That it's, stuff isn't really that exciting. I mean, there is uh, how how would you say it? There is some gracefulness to the rules. For example, you have like access to primitive ranged weapons like black powder pistols and muskets. 
but you aren't slapped with having to to reload every turn and stuff. It's just uh, those weapons are just muskets are just move and shoot, which is a lot cuter than just having like uh, just having like the automatically generating jam tokens to simulate reload or something like. Yeah, and the grenades are fairly easy to use. It's just that there would be it would be nice if there were. Um, other ways to differentiate uh, differentiate weapon differentiate weapons more. Uh, sorry, part of me appreciates it. It makes me think of the old Warhammer Fantasy RPG, where it didn't have a big four-page list of light um, weapons, yeah. stabbing implements. It was just like light weapon, heavy weapon, thrown, yeah. etc. And because that speaks to me much more interestingly, because that that honestly offers you more options for conversions and stuff. Like having to find, oh, this this I pick out my model. Oh, it's got like a large steel piece of metal that's slightly sharpened. What does that count as? It's clearly not a club, but it could be a club. Maybe it's not actually that sharp, but like it, it seems like it's almost simple enough to just be a tag yeah. system. Like everyone has an improvised weapon deep by default, and then you can buy it. You can buy off the improvised. You can make it two-handed, which is just the same thing it always is. Or, but like the same with guns. Like there's no just like rock. You can't just throw a rock. No, 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 no. no there, like, there, there, there isn't a tax system in this game. It's nearly that, but it's not a tax system. Every, yeah. honestly, I think if you went a bit more pulp alley with it. Where like every model can make a range attack and every model can make a melee attack and how you do it is kind of like, well, you're probably throwing something and if someone throws a brick at you, it's going to be a yep. bad time unless you're in like super heavy armor. But like, you know, maybe that maybe the brick hits you in the radio and it knocks you out or I don't know, fluff it up. You're not a fool. Diegetic reasons are silly compared to mechanical ones in my personal opinion. Um, and every every model, almost every model has a ranged stat, but not every model has a ranged weapon unless you buy one. And it seems to me like having played Pop Alley and other games like that, where you could just have a ranged attack for everyone and then modifiers to the strengths of it as a tag system, would solve all of this garbage, armory garbage. Like I I I'm a gun nerd. I watch for, forgotten weapons like everyone else. I enjoy the mechanical intricacies of firearms. I think they're goofy otherwise and like the the gamification of stats for them is such a waste of page space. Uh, I Like, why is there a spear gun? How often are you going to encounter a spear gun? Like, I've... <laughs> I live really close to the coast, man, on a fucking island and I don't encounter spear And guns. it's a primitive weapon, don't forget. Uh... Yeah, I yeah. think I, th I think weapons are there because, like, you know, looting is a thing you think about when it comes to wasteland mm. and stuff. It's just like, well, you know, it's like like I said, the differences are from between the weapons. At least for me, felt a little too slight. So maybe you should cut down on some, on some yeah. of them. Or it's like we have the same complaint with the Village Edge, where like there were clear, obviously better guns. Like if you can afford to find a light machine heavy gun. some machine gun probably yeah. prefer to have yeah like and weapons have like relics have tags at least for rarities i didn't quite see one with range weapons itself no 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 maybe something relics like have that. rarity setting for uh for the yeah. for camp camp campaign play to, yeah. but when you're building again you you can get mm. two relics of any rarity you can buy two relics of any rarity from the starting point so yeah 
uh yeah wish there was like i said wish there was some more variety to them and and like there's a plenty of expansions i'm um, looking through the uh battle scribe builder which is tremendous shout out to that guy yeah. person um there's a lot of options out there and there's like a gun bunny list as well for even more gun options um so the specificity of weapons is there and the mechanics of them is simple enough that, like, oh, yes, I have an M16 and you've got AK-47s. What's the difference? Uh, I think mine has more reliability. Uh, and I like, I love reliability as a stat. I love, like, if you fumble, you just take reliability. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it, it's like a very serious, good, it's, yeah, it's, it's clever. It's, it's way better than, uh, the actual fallouts handle the weapon, like, use wear and tear and reliability. <laughs> Uh, what happens if I shoot this gun too much? Well, it does less damage. And if I shoot it even more, well, it does even less damage until it, it doesn't work anymore. But you can fix it by finding another gun like this and uh, slapping it on top of this one. And I'm like, okay, uh, less of this, please. And by tying it, by tying weapon, like, you know, reliability to <laughs> how hard they jam uh, is, I think, a good idea. Yeah, and the jamming is a simple system. It's an eight-turn game, so losing in action to clearing a gun doesn't feel as punishing as in, say, um, Pop Alley, where you have four turns. No, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's simple because you still need AP to do it. I'm sure there are skills that make it faster to do it. There's definitely one that reduces reliability weapons by one, so it's probably one rather than two or three, which encourages you to put the big guns on the big guys. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and like grenades are the same way. Like You could just have tags for them like they're all limited ammo so why even have that stated outside of them being grenades <laughs> um i don't know it's like there's a couple of cleanup things that you could improve and obviously like you say the armory is a big thing of these games where like wow i found a sniper rifle hell yeah now to find someone who wants to be a <laughs> yeah shit yeah yeah is that I love, I love a gun that's just like the range is to board. That, that's just such a good feeling experience. Wow, it's got better range at longer, better at longer well, ranges. Well, that's... Uh, that, Ooh, exciting. Sniper, sniper's better, being better at longer ranges is the age-old uh, fallout thing because we all remember getting the optical scope on the uh, hunting rifle or whatever it's called in like fallout 2 and then the gun becoming garbage in, in close encounters yeah and there's like stuff where you can get like different armors and there's classic power armor and a couple of varieties that like a fancy stealth suit there's just a biohazard suit for all your um naughty guys yeah. and costs of armor increases as, as you, you have more wounds um, yeah and increases yeah have more wounds which is really cool so your guy that's like one wound is just can wear the sin armor, but your hulking monstrosity of mutated flesh is going to cost a lot to bolt some steel plates on. Yeah, you. yeah, the game waves its hands around for something like why, why, why is it that way? But I think it's in generally a good idea because a guy with one wound isn't worth the same as a guy with three or four wounds in power armor, and I don't think many games account for that. Yeah, and it, and it increases. Yeah. Because your leaders, I think, start out at two wounds, and everyone else can be one or earn more. For one. I don't, uh, yeah, at least uh, at least with the elites I dealt with, I don't think that many of them have two wounds that's, uh, at all. Um, and there's like other equipment too. You can buy like liquid bravery or berserker brew or climbing gear, torches, gas masks, guard counters. Guard counters are actually interesting because there are like um, radioactive zones in the board, and you can either walk up inside of them and find out how bad they are, 
We can use a guard counter and find out from afar. Well, technically, you, kind of like can't th- you only need to walk within three inches of the zone to find out how radioactive that is. Problem is, you can't find out. You can't find out that that zone is radioactive up to six inches away. Whoops. Yeah, and then two thirds of the time, the like the zone is radioactive enough to hit you from that point. Yep. Yep. So yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Radio, you're you're probably unlikely to encounter radioactive zones in regular play, because when it comes to scenarios, there's like five of them, and one of them is kill points. Uh, you roll randomly whether you're whether you're going to encounter zone critters or uh, zone hazards in your map, and fifty percent of the time you you won't encounter anything, so that's not great. <laughs> uh, and the, the other times you'll encounter either wasteland critters, which can lead from a, a nuisance pack of animal to, oh God, the death claws are eating me. Uh, while the, uh, the wasteland uh, hazards are a lot less deadly, I'd say, and, and, a lot, and a lot more static. And it can be like, well, okay, it's mostly, uh, most of the time it is stuff like uh, radioactive zones or zones of... flammable air or something like that Uh, but yeah most of yeah that's that's an interesting way to do it they're like you know they're three inch zones you roll a d10 they move that far they can't move off the board re-roll that Um, we were pretty lucky with the dangerous gases um, just because it didn't roll onto us Um, it does for all the games we've encountered that have like on board um, NPCs this one seems to do it not the most effectively I still think um the Morkborg uh, Forbidden Psalm? Yeah. Psalm. Yeah. Because um, they just activated and tried to murder you, and that was especially what the game was doing. Yeah. And this is sort of gets around like, well, they activate, and sometimes they move towards you, and sometimes they'll do something else. Like, oh, I don't want to. I just yeah, want, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk forward and die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but always, always just encounters in the game. They're, they're neat. Even just like pick one and work it out. There are a lot of creatures. There's a D10 table, and then. Four more, D10 and then you tables. can roll for the amount so of creatures. So, so, yeah. uh, the, so what, the first time we encountered the, the chart for like wasteland encounters and stuff, we were like, "Well, let's see how many rolls to roll you have to do in this one." And like, I think with wasteland creatures, you can go, like, you can get uh, like four rolls to determine what you're getting on the table. The trouble table, which is above deadly creatures, it's like you might encounter a truck. So D10. Squish type areas like a Trog King and D3 plus 3 or Waste Wolves or an Ashworm or 2D3 plus 6 Red Roaches. Seems like a lot of Red, red Roaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the monsters are all fine. They're all interesting. Um, none of them are really like... Uh, that. But there's big spiders, big bears, um, giant snapping turtles, which is just cosmically horrifying. <laughs> um, also, going back really quick, because we said tags about... Um, your characters. There's a bunch of strange ones, like fungal, which means you are much harder to hurt, but fire is bad. And just neat stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, t- tags already so- exist in the game somewhat, so might as well, might as well, might mm. as well go the whole way and do it. But I guess since, since uh, like stuff like gun bunny weapon list exists, uh, not all of the people, not all people are excited about tags. Yeah, and like types for characters exist you can have mutants robots fungus animals and human and human is the same problem as sort of 
Reality's Edge, where once you have anything that stops you being a human, you're no longer human anymore, which is kind of odd. I think that, like, humanity being something that's lost so simply is, like, there's a lot about their worldview. World view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, with the like, animal, creature, animal types, whatever, uh, tag, t- tags are almost a thing that already exists in the game. So I'd say, like, why not go full <laughs> and embrace it entirely and just uh, remake weapons in that uh, in that order. On the other hand, if you, if you have stuff like the gun bunny weapon list, which adds like semi-automatic rifles and modern battle rifles, so there's definitely people who do yearn for that uh, level of detail. So maybe 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 it is something that wouldn't fly with the audience. Uh, Oh, yeah, like, and I'm just, I've been burned so many times by uh, RPGs that have lists of guns and stuff, and they're all just like... The RPGs? Or You've been burned like, by RPGs? We've yeah, been burned like, by fucking Necromunda with the... Uh, oh, well, everybody has a hunting rifle. Yeah. Never depicted on the bottles, but everybody gets mm-hmm. it because it's the optimal choice. We have 500 weapons. Guess which ones we're balanced? None of them we balanced, none of them, because we don't care and we don't know how to do it. And... Uh, oh. This game solves that yeah. problem, though, quite quite cleverly, I believe, by putting the onus on uh, the players. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah, it has the usual ex, uh, the, the usual disclaimer. Yeah, like that, every uh, indie game, this says that, uh, hey, if you encounter overpowered combinations, uh, don't do it. Which is like, hey, if you know that that some combinations are overpowered and they exist and stuff, like maybe, maybe, maybe you take it out out of the out of the game. Maybe you nip it in the bud. I don't want to argue with my buddies which of the combinations should benefit them and which of them should benefit me. And I don't want to argue with myself whether I'm being a poor, uh, a poor sport or whatever. I just want to play. I just want to roll some dice. I don't want to take a robot into my team, give him an integral weapon, and then have to figure out a way that this is penalized, that, that this penalizes the robot's interaction in the world just because the game says, like, well, if you put an integral weapon into the robot, guess he can't climb or something, I don't know, hash it out with the other player. Which is like, nah. I, yeah, I, I understand where that's coming from. That's, if the game weren't quite so specific in so many ways, in some very specific, like, all the weapon stats and stuff, and then all the character options and all the skills, and then telling me... Hey, work it out. It's like, no, nah, man. Like, I I paid good money for this book. Why do I have to keep doing the work now? If something is fundamentally broken, if something you recognize in the game is like a robot with an integral weapon with huge is impossible to kill, that's okay. Just be like, hey, these things don't go together. Or like, yeah, like telling people not to play with dickheads is fine advice. But it's not my fault. <laughs> I just like, oh, oh wow, I like SMGs. I think my gang should be. The one-armed mutant SMG game because it's a fun little goofy thing for me, and then we're going to give them the fungal trade as well. Oh shit! You can't kill them and they can't yeah. stop shooting. That's not. I'm not like a beardy player for thinking about goofy and even, thing and, and, like, and even beardy players can say like, but I, I really like the idea of having an all fungal fungal SMG gang or something. So like you know, yeah. I I like power armor. Why can't I bring power I just armor? So I happen to stack. The three skills that, that the three free skills that my leader has and power armor up to the point where my character is literally incurable in game. Yeah, and if like yeah, it's 
if you're so aware that your game has these potential flaws. That's fine. It's good to know these things. It's good to recognize what the issue is. And either you can do it two ways. You can say, like, hey, it's just a fun little mess around game. And this isn't pretending to be a tournament game. In no way is it saying, like, you can run your yeah. um, GTs with this. You probably could. It'd probably be fine. Um, and it, it is, like, a game about that. But also, if it's not fair to do it, it's why do people do it? Or, I don't know. It's just it's yeah. pushing off the responsibility of the players being like hey rule zero only fun yeah, well, matters like, like nah, you man, know winning is also fun and i do intend to win and i don't want to feel penalized for taking something fluffy over something that will make me win the game or i don't want to feel bad for taking the obvious good choice despite it not being something i like conceptually but something that game demands from me because it's written that way yeah. i mean this is a this aims to be a campaign game like fallouts and stuff and you know if you have to do self-balancing and self-censorship and something in a campaign game it's even more uh, well sad inconvenient troubling than it is in a regular one-off game. Yeah, this is probably skewing off from the view a little bit, but like in in my mind, like I'm not here yeah. to like club baby seals, but it, that, it does feel a lot sometimes. Like if if one of the options is the best option, reevaluate yeah. the other options. Like like the heavy submachine gun from Reality's Edge, it just works so well with everything one of my crew to be doing. Walk up and you get two get two shots for two AP, which is doubling firepower for very little downside, and it just feels like if that's if you have such a clear superior choice. There's always a superior choice in this game, and that's where they fall apart. Like, looking at the list, do, 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 do. like assault rifles just seem better because they're not the most expensive gun. They've got burst for a free shot, which is double the double amount of shots yep. by default, just straight away. Uh, it's like, and there's nothing stopping you from having an assault rifle armed faction. Apart from even like ragtag guys, you can take your rank and file um, ragtag yeah. guys, and they can all have. Yeah, I mean rifles, it's uh, like you can represent it being the mili- uh, like random militia and stuff that just uncovered a cache of uh, assault rifles. It will be the only, literally the only thing they have because ragtag tag doesn't allow people to have inventory above fifteen points. And guess how much an assault rifle costs? But yeah. Oh, and like that's that is like a, a long yeah, it's, 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 it's not to fix this game. It's just, we see it a lot in these games. Like Frostgrave was lousy with it and other stuff. It's just don't tell me that I can't have fun my way or that I'm a bad person for like picking an optimal list. I'm not picking optimally because it's the only way I enjoy things. It's just the way my brain works, man. Like if I see two options and one of them is better, I will take the better option. I don't want you to have a bad time playing the game and I'm like, I'm fucking terrible at these games. Like I, I will take the <laughs> leaf blower netlist and then get destroyed. But it's not like I'm not a jerk for doing that. Yeah, like, you're, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's if, the, if the player like, is doing yeah. something the game allows them to do, then, and it's bad, then maybe the game shouldn't allow to do it. Explicitly shouldn't allow him to do that. Like th- there are limitations you can put put on stuff and limitations are good because when you work around limitations it's fun you you, you get the create your get you, you get your creative bone in and like he said this isn't this isn't something specific to this is not a test this 
we have leveled this accusation or I voiced this concern in many a review. It's uh, it could almost become a second beam after chain of command second edition when for this podcast. So it's... yeah, and like um, and restrictions are fun. Like the restriction in army building of only one specialist yeah, so for three building. models. Um, each faction has a specific list of dudes you, you can take. So first of all, you choose your faction. And then in some factions, you have to specifically choose the sub-faction or something like it. It's mostly in the main book. It's basically for mutants because you choose between the civilized the downwinders and the we are the unpersoned rabble shooters uh, outcasts. And some of the army building options depends on whether you, which ones you chose. For example, for... I think downwinders can have emissaries, or or am I, or am I mixing it up with caravaneers, which allows them to take faction, which allows them to take dudes um, an elite from another faction or something. No, yeah, mutant emissaries are only available to downwinders. Abominations yeah. are only available to outcasts. Most factions have a choice like that. Um, who did I play the first time? Not raiders. They had one of like. Did you play? Did you play peacekeepers or? Caravaneers. Yeah. Preservers? No. No, I played Peacekeepers, and the Peacekeepers have two options. One of the options lets you take rank and file guys who explode. Yeah. The other option doesn't. Yeah, basically. And I think that's. Well, it, well it's not this, the big same distinction as if everywhere, for example, so I don't think preservers, uh, preservers have two actual factions. You can the the flavor of the one of the two leaders you can choose basically can set the tone for your gang. Or not? It all depends on you, because for for like uh, for like preservers again, Brotherhood of Steel, you can choose uh, either to take a let's call him a Brotherhood Elder, and he is going to be uh, less like a melee guy that's coming in to punch people, but he's a lot smarter and better shot. Or you can take a Lord Preserver, which who represents Brotherhood Paladins or whatever angry guys who are like there. Let's go on, let's go out there and steal stuff and to call everyone who doesn't uh, belong belong to our number a moon worshipping savage so like you know and then you tailor the, the list around that person like like we mentioned before that's what happens with raiders and stuff you either take a bandit king and you are a merry band of bandits or you take a brute, brute king or something or warlord and your goal is just to be lord humongous uh uh, for, for hmm. And like the the trouble stuff is kind of interesting. They're not super gross, but there is some sort of like weird. I don't, I'm not sure where he's uh, trying to represent with them. It's, it's interesting. The interesting like, thing that the starting fluff uh, doesn't represents tribals from the tribe of Garrett. So you can basically imagine that this is like one extended family that grew into a tribe because like. Whenever it comes to tribals in games like this or any sort of games, you're like, you're going like, oh no, is this going to be Native American pastiche or something? And uh, I think at, at least in some of the at least some of the fluff dodges it handily. Yeah, it's it's more um, people who reject technology having seen the downfall of society, almost like luddites. They're kind of like luddites, but you know, much much more yeah. aggressive about it. Um, there's not like there is there is a bit of like uh, white man's burden on it, but it's not. Yeah, it's not egregious. 
it is kind of like pointing out like I, you could do a better job of this. It doesn't have to be this way. Um, and I'm not going to defend it. But like, yeah, like you have like a they can take like a war leader or a great shaman, and shamans are psychic. Yeah, they're psychic. <laughs> I take yeah, back what I yeah. said. <laughs> uh, but other than that, the factions I think are okay. They, they so like you know you have to do you have the choice hmm. of two leaders. You have a choice from one or two elites. Uh, some of some of the elites are like more smarter and more useful, and I guess the extended play and and uh, others are like yeah. more beat sticks. Uh, uh, elites usually, elites like leaders usually have the best access to more skills because leaders, I don't know how universal that is, but they can start like with free skills at the beginning, which is good, which is great. And they have uh, access to a variety of skills usually. Yeah. And the, after the elites, you get your rank and file, which is the guys you can have as many as your points can carry. Rank and files are, they're your dudes. <laughs> I mean, they're. <laughs> Not very, not not very spe- spectacular. Yeah, they're really uh, rank and file. Most women yeah, seem usually to have a choice it's between uh, like shooty rank, rank and file or stabby rank and file. Because I ran raiders and I ran preservers, and those were basically the two big varieties I got to choose from. Though raiders also get to cho- the choice, uh, they also get to take uh, rabid, starved dogs, which don't attack the people who starve and beat them for some reason, only others. Uh, but yeah. And the re- the imagine. last group is specialists, which is like, uh, well, you know, guys who do specific stuff. So like, I think, I, I, yeah. Yeah, you have your gunner, your sidekicks, I, your um, big Yeah, big I think mutants. raiders are it's really, we ha- have a real bunch of specialists. Like, there's really quite a big variety of like psycho guys uh, guys with flamethrowers and other stuff maybe even a mutant, maybe even a mutant in there uh, yeah but yeah so like specialists aren't something that's gated be- beyond the game behind game progression and stuff uh, it's I, I i'm somehow drawing parallels to necromunda because this is basically like leader gang champion gangers and youth's distinction mm-hmm. Maybe Necromunda stole stole it from them when they when they stole yeah. it from this game when they turned youths into super special snowflakes that mm. ride skyboards and do whatever nonsense. Uh, yeah, yeah, Die yeah. Youth. Die youth. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's simple. Gang options are quick, and it's like there's a good builder. Yeah, this is this is easy. Um, Mike factions cap out, I think, at 20 models, which is way more than you'd ever should bring. They never bring 20 models to any game. That's just too many. Um, 15 is the most. 15 is a sensible amount of people to bring to any game. No matter the size, yeah, I, um, uh, I stand by that. My gang was like seven dudes because I'm somewhat... Sometimes I'm I'm really feeling uh, uh, like taking more boys than toys. And this, uh, this mission gave me a caravan oh. with six caravan hands to handle. And that's like, who boy, that's more stuff to activate and more stuff to move around. And it was like, even I did, even I got bored of having to do that, uh, less, let alone Casa waiting for me to like, you know, get my gang around. <laughs> yeah. And that's just like any game where we have like a lot of players, a Batman game when you bring 10 guys per side it yeah. just takes a while to get through them all um but yeah warband creation is interesting there's lots of choices i i know we just spent 10 minutes talking about how much the gun options all suck and there's too many of them 
But like the characters are what you want. That's what you want your versatility and variety. And um, you want your choices to matter. And you're going to be your gang in any game, no matter the game. And it's, it encourages you to write a little bit of a backstory for them. Um, and yeah. It's fun for some people. Uh, and then... Well, we're doing army building, yeah, we're yeah, talking about campaign it, rules. Remember, this here. is a campaign game, and all the scenarios um, have the XP rewards and stuff for uh, having completed them. Though there's still like only five scenarios mm. in the main book. Yeah, so you're going to be making your own pretty quickly. Um, I think you need to have five XP to start buying things. It depends on the level of the ganger. Oh, sorry, uh, Warbander. Um, they also all start with X, having earned XP, which kind of makes sense because your leader would be probably the guy who's done the most and have seen the most in a wasteland sort of context. Um, it does mean that it costs more to upgrade a leader compared to your rank and file guy, and there's interesting choices made with um, regards to leveling up. So you look at your, if you earn five XP in your rank and file, you roll a d10, and you get like a choice of two skills, uh, two stat increases, or skills, or more promote, um, and you can't. Any promotion gives you plus metal. And also, I guess you can take plus metal as an option. And metal is, of course, the non-murder stat. But it's every other stat. It is your agility, Toughness, your anything like your initiative. Um, anything. Yeah. Yeah, anything that's not punching someone. Um, not yeah. being irradiated. It's a metal test. Um, it's, I don't know, it sort of, it also has a weird thing where you can have, you make a metal test, but sometimes your penalties, like if you've only got one arm and you're going to do a climb test, you might be minus two for that. But only that kind of metal test. Yeah. It's, sort of weird. it's also your morale stat. So morale in, in this game, you can be a, a, you're either yeah. smart or tough or both at the same uh, b- both at the same time to shrug off anything. I'm too smart to be affected by radiation. I'm tough enough to, to brute force my way through this logic puzzle or something like that. It, metal being uh, metal yeah. as the god stat was kind of weird in Reality's Edge, and it is kind of weird here. Mm. Um, yeah, and then if you guys get taken out of action during the game, they get pulled back up, they get to make it a survival role and survival table. And it's more lethal for people who are rank and file especially well, I mean, for some he... reason. Um, I don't well, know. I, I, I think it's, it's not... a logical explanation that you get more attached to your Sorry. super special dudes, which are the elites and the team leader and stuff. So sure. if some of the rank and file buy it, uh, who cares? Yeah, no, no, totally. Um, I just, I just yeah. have conflicting choice and yeah. opinions about um deaths in these games. Um, it's worth litigating. Uh, yeah. So if you lose lead, you can buy another for half the price. Um, and then you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You can have someone else be the boss. Um, yeah, you earn XP to do things. Missions will say how much XP you get. Killing guys like one XP. Well, turning up is an XP. Oh, turning up. Sorry, turning up is two XP. Killing guys one XP. So every three games, your rank and file are gonna getting levels yeah. regardless of how badly they do which is kind of neat um there's max stats um like you have maximum five wounds if you're large or huge and four yeah. otherwise which is a lot of wounds it's like each hit does one i i, I, I guess that that's i, I guess that's the reason why they nerfed burst but because uh, under normal circumstances if you're if you have an assault rifle and you spend all of your actions to fire you can fire three times and that's potentially three wounds of course uh, this game introduced the probably killer mm. feature of this game which is 
the uncertainty of uh, wounding, which is yeah. like uh, we should have talked about it before, but we 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 having played Reality's Edge so yeah. close to this game. It's, yeah, if you it's if you get shot, you don't edge. go down immediately. The active player have to has to like you know pass activation to you by failing rolls uh, to then see if the if the guy went down. So you can't do fire efficiency by just taking your free shots from your burst and just uh, doling it out to free guys because you know you're mm. going to shoot them down because you, you can never know. Uh, so yeah, this game has it. And, and still, a burst was nerfed and now you get jam tokens after you do it. So it doesn't. It means that you can't just take a commanding position with an LMG and just mow down fools all day, all night. Uh, so yeah, we can, we can see that the game developer has good yeah. instincts when it comes to it, uh, and uh, going for the run, they'd probably they'd probably uh, improve this game a lot for whenever a second edition comes or or or. or uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see the third game he makes from this setup. Um, Guys, Edge was already like really interesting, apart from the um, complaints we had, and this is also shows how strong. The yeah, bones it's definitely are. a system um, to carry forward. And yeah, and then like the yeah, and like the most important part of any uh, campaign game is determining income, where you just have your deck with two cards. Sorry, stand the deck. So two cards plus two jokers. So use your Malphite deck. Have fun with it. Um, and then. Face cards are just times three for resources, so you draw a nine, you get 27 um, barter scrip or barter scrap. <laughs> Bucket coins. Things. And then face cards have different effects, so like, yeah. <laughs> um, like King of Clubs, you encounter a pyromaniac, you get to fight, and if you win the fight, you get a flamethrower. If you lose the fight, he hits you and runs away. Um, Jack of Spades is you meet a caravan. If you can help them, which is a strength test, they give you money, and if you fail... I think I, I think it's kind of it's, I think it's kind of similar oh. to the between like campaign stuff that uh, Dracula's America has, where you have these sort of mini text encounters <laughs> between the actual totally. missions and combat. Yeah, some of them are really weird, like like some of them just like take away the character who draws a card for like potentially three games. Yeah, which can be, like a long time if your lead is like I've I've got to go look after this for like three days, but don't worry. I'm earning 20 Ooh, credits boy, a day. What that's, the fuck? That's, that's going to be like four assault rifles after he comes back if there's anyone to come back to. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and there's also freelancers you can hire who are sort of like a rogue psychic or a robot or all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like campaigns are simple. You know, if there is stuff to promote um, the underdog up a little bit with your advantages, where we did one where... Because I forgot to bring a bunch of stuff. We had a night ambush where my mutants got to attack at night and got to ignore their um, light sensitivity and Dent couldn't shoot them and it was a good time. Yeah, uh, because like night uh, night ambushes, I think, are 100 uh, script worth. So I guess that's the difference between your gangs. Uh, uh, benefit, which makes sh shooting over 12 be... Uh, uh, shooting over 12 only hits on criticals. And shooting within 12 is minus one and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. Uh, it, mm. I actually kind of like the way these, the way you can buy yeah. these uh, underdog leveling things and stuff. Because, uh, like, night, night fighting, it kind of represents uh, diegetically that, like, you know, oh, this is the... 
uh, it, it actually says that the bigger gang gets uh, like too cocky and don't like post night sentries or something and get ambushed at night. And it's just like, yeah, this is nice. It's a lot better than getting something after the game while also avoiding doing uh, the uh, while also avoiding doing the blood bowl thing of like suddenly I have the money to hire additional dudes. So uh, yeah, because it wouldn't make yeah, sense and, in that. It's just like setting. if it's in the yeah. Hmm. And if there's only um forty nine point difference, there is no bonuses, and this is stuff like um boots on the ground. Whoever you're like um because each faction has like a mother faction. They just give you extra rank and flank guys because you, you kind of need more bodies, dude, and that would yeah. help you a lot. But you can just buy a reroll, which I don't ever buy a reroll. Um, they're never gonna be worth it. Except for Blood Bowl. The Blood Bowl, where the where dice is the whole part of that game. Um, yeah, and then that's probably the end of the book, except for all of the really cool photos in the back of the book of their amazing boards that I really want to play on and will never get to. And um, I think that's unfair and a hate crime because I hate yeah, it. Yeah, the, the photos in this in this uh, are really good and the miniatures looking great. And I think I saw some Victrix mm. uh, or something converted into post-apocalyptic soldiers by replacing like shields with street signs and stuff. Uh, either Victrix or some other nice looking Romans. It's- there are 18 model companies listed at the back of the book. So, so this is how, so this is maybe. how we sneakily sneak 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 into the uh, excuses to buy miniatures part, right? There are many many excuses to buy miniatures this game, or convert them up, or jump on Hero Forge and build your own miniatures, or yeah, whatever. whatever I guess as long those. as you. Are, Agree on Run the scale. Arm. I don't know how hard it goes for twenty-eight millimeters being the thing you have to do, but hey, uh, it... yeah, it's just centimeters. You know, just inches to centimeters is pretty. I mean, preserver preservers are, for example, a a uh, how do you say it? Indescript enough so that you can style them in any in any way you want, as long as they look like high tech, more high tech than the rest of them. Maybe it would be hard to take like you know 18th century pr- pr- Prussian landware and put it into the game and make them look at good and say like, oh no, my raiders are definitely cosplaying Prussians. Don't ask how we're getting these immaculate costumes from, uh, unless you want to. Yeah, unless you want era. to turn it up and make those guys look a little bit, bit sorry for for how cheap and uh, cheap and good they are, but and I I I think uh, uh, World's End Publishing uh, at least uh, hosts some miniatures on their website and there's really there really isn't a dearth of post-apocalyptic miniatures out there in the world. A lot of them are unfortunately in metal and come with. Uh, design sensitivities emblematic of the era where people made metal miniatures but hey for some of the factions you can always get Ariadna again because like hey infinity <laughs> that's the infinity faction that's most useful outside of cyberpunk that's... games yeah and their boutique minis are cool like the um the pendobot's cute the caravan cow with two heads I guess yeah yeah ramen all that ramen reference but I oh, know, you know, it's something. Hilomatic's cool. Um, yeah, like any modern sort of punk contemporary models. Uh, like you bring up Prussians, just, you know, 30 the clothes up. 
make a few conversions, give them some rifles and spears. Or maybe, or maybe the just, justification to taking like a literally 18th century Prussians exists in one of the factions that come from the expansions or something. We, we don't know because we famously don't look I mean, into the expansions. A, what's the Hema Society in America? Where they're all like the lappers. I mean, there are like American yeah. revolutionary guys still going around yeah. there, I'm sure. You could get some Prussians. You could get some, yeah, <laughs> you could get yeah, some French yeah. coats. Uh, as coats, long sorry. as you can justify um, it to your group. Yeah, like... Uh, you know, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, like there's no one's going to come and like kick your models to the ground if you've got the wrong ones. Um, there's plenty of cool models to pick from, but plenty of cool models to look at. In- um, 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 I don't see why you'd struggle yeah. to buy a whole new faction for these guys. Hey, like, if you ever wanted to buy some of like you know uh, Renedra Vikings or something, uh, so buy them, uh, give them some guns from those uh, old. Uh, old warlord game kits where hands came separate from guns the worst idea outside of metal uh, ah. so yeah get, put them in the hands of the vikings maybe give them some trashier modern clothing or something maybe do some creative hat swaps and boom you got yourself a very cheap and a very small army honestly i'd i might not have been because it's looking at the 2014 book um sorry it's the one i bought um there's no war games that Landy mentioned, and that would be my first thought for like plastic boxes of soldiers to yeah, do this kind yeah. of thing with. Um, like, get their lizard men, <laughs> yes. give them all AKs. Because, yeah, if your like, mutants yeah. are just lizard men with AKs, um, you have my stamp of approval. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Send us photos. So. Yeah, I would like the old. Uh, I think it was the War Games Factory before they became. But whatever War Games Atlantic with their like great coat soldiers and stuff. Yeah, like run you Ariana or your um Catachans or Cadians into this, it'll be totally fine. Um, it'll work really well. Hey, uh, have a really good time it, compared to some other. I, wasn't games there a thing. thing in the book about a company that uh, in the pre war era uh, made guns that look like laser guns but aren't uh, but aren't actually laser guns? So this is basically an <laughs> yeah. in universe uh, yeah, in universe uh, justification for you to br- bring in trashy cadence into this yeah the lads gun literally called laz um no copyright infringement there um yeah it's just yeah like it says you can use laser guns and it's fine yeah you can you can you can lose (laughs) you can use guns that look like laser future guns but they're not they're just cheap mall ninja imitations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which is very fun yeah way to get around that um we should probably move on to our sandwich and i'd like to hear yours first Uh, well, my compliment sandwich is, I guess, a bit meta, but I like that this is the game system that, you know, started this whole game system. I really can't stress enough how I like the quantum state death of the characters and stuff. Like, you can't optimally shoot everyone and stuff. Like, say, like, yeah, yeah, I shot that guy, I shot that guy, and I shot that guy. And I was allowed to do this because there, friction doesn't exist on a battlefield and Fog of War is just a fancy club downtown. No. Yeah. And I'm quite certain they're dead and I can move on happily. <laughs> yeah. I like the art. The art's, the art's really good. Um, the actual illustrations are quite fun and evocative, if a bit... Oh, I don't want to say like, they're too violent, but like, uh, yeah, you know... Just, yeah, the ones that aren't just like... Yeah, murder, the art is actually cool. quality and the book looks good and there's a lot of like, you know, adverts yeah. and... Strong uh, ag- excerpts out of it, and it never gets uh, difficult. To, it never gets difficult to read, I guess. So that's that's nice. 
Yeah, I, I quite like the art for the um, uh, the two mutants on the Mongo page. Like, I'm not quite sure if they're supposed to be like a Master Blaster thing with like one riding the other or one's like jumping behind them. But I like to think that there's just two, like one person, like conjoined twins. And this is the whole person growing at the back with an AK-47 because that's more and fun. I just like AK-47s. <laughs> Now, <laughs> yeah. now I, I I have to come up with something I didn't like, and I'll probably go with so as not to repeat in every game. Like, why are you leaving for me to balance this? I'm going to say that I'm not exactly a fan of how little marked difference there is between weapons or even armors and stuff. It's usually uh, uh, well, armors are usually hey. It can add one to your uh, range defense or your melee oh. defense or potentially both. Uh, riot armor is just like you get one one to each defense and that's it. And then some heavier armor just imposes a movement penalty. And I'm like, wow, shocking, interesting. I'd love to have it. So I'd love to have either more distinctions between the items present in the game or, as Casa said, just move to a pulp alley tag system, which is like, which allows you to be even more as freeform as the game wants you to be with the uh, miniatures that you bring on the table. Yeah, like even if it's just um, uh, like g generic dickheads, it's like, yeah, all my grunts have just pistols or rifles and that's the choice they get. My cool guys have really cool guns because <laughs> they're special. So your complaint? Yeah, the scenario is just, there aren't enough good ones that are really cool. Um, there's like kill. There's an annihilation one which you don't need. You yeah. don't need annihilation. Um, there's a pest control one where like you get to go and like beat up zombie nests, and it's really hard to kill zombies, and it's really hard to kill nests, and it's just gonna be like just try and lure them at your enemies, and they can deal with it. I believe um, the caravan one just gives one side an extra half dozen dudes and a way to move faster than normal because you can just ride with the caravan. Like, um, well, the, the, the caravan dudes don't oh. exactly contribute much to fighting, but you want to, but the attacking player will want to fight them off to get the, to get away with the Brahmin. But yeah. uh, what it does is like swamp the game with activations. Yeah. And that's, that's the main part about it where it falls down. And also like if you move the cargo, um, Anyone can do it for an AP. So your slowed guy can get a move six instead for free. Yeah, because I it guess. says because it says when you, it costs an AP, but like it's it's faster. Yeah, because than it says when you move a cargo when you move cargo while being like, you know you, you have to be base to base to move cargo, but when you spend your AP to move cargo, you move with it and it doesn't say if you move your own movement distance or like, you know, the cargo's movement distance. So you can no, you move, you so move yeah, if you move cargo's movement, that allows your three-inch dudes with heavy armor to like leapfrog across the table or something. Yeah, and it's a few things like like it's they're not terrible. Like this is a defense mission, which you probably yeah. encounter at some point. Things are going badly. Um, there's a sniper pump where you're going to look for relics, which is kind of I think should be the default. Like going and finding. Going and searching yeah. places in this sort of game should be like, yeah, well, this is the main, main spread of it. There's a Vengeance one for some reason, which is kind of neat because the warband that shoots first loses VP and so have to like deal with that, which is kind of, kind yeah, of funny. Uh, um, I like that. The old draw version of Necromunda, which is always like my <laughs> favorite mission to play. Uh, what I like is that the missions have an attacker and defender because one thing I don't like about uh, campaign games where... Uh, like you know, you are hard scrabble dudes, hard scrabbling for stuff. Is 
them having mirrored missions where everyone has to do the same. Hapchu, kill team, hapchu! Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, like asymmetry yeah. is much more interesting for most, for most any game or encounter. Um, lining up and walking forward until, until someone has more guys standing up isn't interesting. Me trying to like outplay you and like search your place before you can search my place is kind of fun. Oh, it's, it's very fun yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and with eight turns, there's no real reason to like rush into the combat and die straight away. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's like not, not every mission's bad. Most of the missions, three of the missions are wait, no, sorry, Cold Vengeance is good. Um, the two defensive ones, uh, the vengeance ones, uh, yeah. It, the missions aren't good enough, and I want yeah, them all to yeah. be great. <laughs> I don't want two good ones, three okay ones, and Annihilation. I don't ever want Annihilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so I, uh, since I don't have anything to add, I have to go with my second compliment, I guess. And uh, we already mentioned the production values, and we already mentioned how we liked it that this was the inception of an actually good at core system. Um, can I choose the FAQ? <laughs> because uh, the the one that the, the one that introduces yeah, sure. the new rules, some some of which are definitely based on the lessons learned from uh, doing Realities Edge, is good. It shows that the developer, like you know, has good instincts and has good ideas in their head. I mean, they have to. They made the system, and this is a good system. I feel. So yeah, I I, I I like the way I guess this game's development is going towards. Uh, it's going towards good things. Yeah, yeah, and this is demonstrated. Yeah. Sorry, the demonstrated continuation of like support of the game is really cool. Like they've got like at least like, half dozen expansion yeah. books out there, and the books aren't like terribly impossible. The books are really affordable. The main book is really affordable. Um, the PDFs are great quality. Yeah. Um, and if, if you wanted to sink your teeth in this game, there's, clear, there's a clear um, drive from Worlds and Publishing to support it c- continuously. Um, Reality's Edge seemed to be one and done, which is like, okay, sure. Um, but that game also it felt like that was could have had a lot of this kind of support, just a few more, like one more book, bit, <laughs> one big FAQ. Um, it would have been really good. But on the other hand, the market is full of like, you know, uh, cyberpunk games and not that many post-apocalyptic, literally this is Fallout simulators. So maybe there is more demand for it's this true. and uh, maybe this is not a test has a better, the Fallout better game niche. And yeah. this. Uh, you want to play the official Fallout game? I don't know, Mac. I don't know. All right. I may have to revise my statement to there being a dozen plus expansions for this and that's you know fine there's solo wargaming rules if you want to play it solo um yeah and it's just a lot of free stuff as well which is yeah really cool so to see. halloween scenarios halloween scenario oh, i might do that halloween's <laughs> coming up that'd be fun um yeah like it's the game is continued to be supported and i agree with you that's that's really cool to see and now for your second compliment yeah, hey. son of a bitch i i like how limited the skills are by compared to some other games where the bloat is really bloaty. Um, there's like a couple pages of mutations where they change things up a lot. You can be like a psychic person and, and fly or have multiple psychic powers or just shoot. And it's like six of them. There's like detriments that aren't particularly ableist, which is really cool to see. Um, 
there are some that are like you you have an atrophied arm or no arms or no legs an obese is kind of um oh what's the word it, not fat phobic sensitive like, i don't know indication it's like it's a measurement yeah like it's probably you could probably change that term to something else nowadays if you want to be like really inclusive and woke not woke because it's bad for sort of like yeah just aware of how language changes this is like yeah, yeah. Eight years old um and uh, yeah it's like there's enough that you can have a huge variety in your characters and it makes them all feel really separate and different um and like the the physical mutation you get you get like crushing claws like the old like this huge lobster hands instead you can make yourself big like and the mutations are, are it's mutations making mutants is fun here is my guy. He's got tentacles. Deal with that. Here's my other guy. He's a blob. I'm not quite sure how that works. But he's a blob now. <laughs> um, yeah, and just like making a huge guy and then giving him a base to be once per turn was annoying, but he was like defense 12. So if you ever tried to hurt him, it was not going to work out for you. <laughs> Good thing I managed to shoot his yeah, less that's... defensible guys beforehand and he bottled. <laughs> it's true it's true um yeah so positive thing mutations in particular <laughs> hooray we did it <laughs> Woo um and then i'm going to ask you my strong jawed handsome friend would you play uh, this game would you seek money into it yourself of your own volition to introduce others towards playing it i think i'd probably play it uh, the question about sinking my own money in it is always troublesome, especially since I have absolute amazing amount of brain worms about unpainted miniatures. Like, those aren't groves in my brain. That's just the mass of brain worms that create my brain. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I think I'd play it. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I'd probably play it sooner than the new Necromunda. <laughs> I mean, uh, I see st I, I see Necromunda getting new stuff released, and the models are really really cool and stuff. But the publishing model and the rules are kind of naff. So yeah, I'd play this instead. Like if I, if I had an Orlock gang laying around somewhere, I'd probably paint it up and use this. If my friend was like, "Hey, you want to play some? Well, dude, this is not a test campaign, and I'd be sure I'll just paint them in browns and reds instead of blues and blacks as uh, as the normal Orlock ways. Yeah, yeah, I'd play. What about you, Mister Podcast Host? Um, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not down in the game. Reverse to it, and swear of like how little time I have. Um, I yeah, I'd probably play it. I probably yeah, I want to play more Pop Alley first. I want. I would probably play this as well. Um, yeah, I think I would. I think it's it's occupying that interesting niche. I'd like to yeah. see the expansions and see what kind of things that I which means I'm going to look at the build of some more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, options. I'd love to see what's um, the, what's introduced in the expansions. I I think that what I would do would be to because I have some ample industry um, guys in naughty suits and shout out to Eureka Minis who because I absolutely uh, adore their 1985 Russians oh. and the NBC wear. Oh my god, so cool. it's one of those kids that I loved, I'd love to get even if I never get to play it, even if it's in metal and even if uh, I'll probably mm. never get to painting them, but like those Eureka mini miniature NBC suit Soviets, mwah, chef so kiss, cool. uh, love it. Yeah. Uh, that's my third compliment, it's an excuse <laughs> to run those miniatures. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm probably going to look at one of the Halloween missions because um, this is sort of. It gives me the vibe that Zona Alpha gave me, but it feels more like a game that enjoys the world it's in, and I like that as a thing to play. Like Zona Alpha, it felt more like semi future skirmishy and sometimes there were things happening of a stalker variety and this feels more like no it's mm. a wasteland um things are fucked up uh there's zombies and giant bears and this turtle is the size of a second story house and it's going to snap you in three yeah, pieces yeah and i think you could just like grab one of the, the um i think you just like grab one of the, the missions but like a halloween one or the free one and just tell you, mate, hey, this is what's going to happen. We're going to play this. It's going to be like this. Here's the here's how to play the game. Here is your roster sheet. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> hey, what about and I think it's a what about to follow the game without Cazadors or those dumb snake dog things? I'm halfway there then. What, what's a Cazador? Are they flying the, things from... The, those, are the two, those are the two most annoying, I'd say, creatures in uh, New Vegas. The Cazadors are just giant butterflies, which may, might be poisonous. I don't know. They were annoying. And, and oh, the dog yeah, snake yeah, yeah. things, you probably encounter them. Nick no, you do, shouldn't add those then. They already have giant, <laughs> giant rat scorpions or something. yeah um yeah like i i probably play it every now and again and it's like a an yeah. game uh the initiative system for multiple players also exists and i guess it's clockwise or roll off after you're rolling off yeah i don't know like i'd give it a go and play it some more i wish i had more time in the day to play more as much carnivals i wanted to play as much yeah. as i wanted to play um this would not be a hard game to slot into like oh man i might see if he's playing seeing seeing how this is where, like, seeing I how we're uh, we're like at least two continents away from each other, it would be really hard for us to spin this podcast off into yet another uh, Gorilla Man gaming stuff and just live off playing indie games. <laughs> oh, the dream! Um, it is kind of this is where like Australia is so different from other countries that I see online. Where like we don't have that, as far as I'm aware. Um, it's a lot harder for us to build up like clubs it seems like there are clubs but like the local club I've heard about plays at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night like that's too late on a weekday man like I've got to get up at 6 I'm <laughs> driving an hour to and from a club to play a game and then weekends like weekends it's yeah um, yeah it's needs more yeah, yeah, weeks, yeah let's go no <laughs> surrender for the week and a three day bender also six hour work day mm. Yeah, that would give us much more time for podcasts yep, yep, and yep, playing yep, yep, games. It'd be great. Look, I'm not going to be Alice Caldwell Kelly. I'm not going yeah, so to have multiple podcasts, but I'd still appreciate the time. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, I think yeah, I've been convinced. Um, I would play this game. I'd play this game again. Um, I'd think with the FAQ, I'd like to. I'd like to see how what the newest version of it's looking like. Um. Like in a more complete form, once they've sort of because that's all still in playtesting phase. Yeah. But how they decide to continue would be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't uh, for some time. We didn't have uh, the chance the chance to say second edition when. <laughs> okay, you brought up yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I think that's as good a place to end it as any. Relatively, another positive review. We're like, what, three for three now? This seems yeah, unheard yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Very angry yeah. start. And now we're like, man, games are good. <laughs> Game, not bad eventually. I think the next thing you'll hear from us would be some sort of special. Yeah, some episode. sort of. And then I believe could be a, could be a game that takes yes. us to some sort of extrasolar activity or something. Ooh. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking it was going to be that or another one. Um, but yeah, it's more more sci-fi. Yeah. More better. Yeah, more future. Yeah. Well, thanks. So I think we talked. Uh, w- what was the thing we talked about that we don't do enough uh, fantasy, or that we don't? Uh, yeah, that we don't do enough sci-fi because we did uh, Infinity, and I don't know if I don't know if 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 if, if Zona Alpha counts. Ah uh, no, it's historical. Yeah, Yeah, Infinity. Otherwise. Please, sir, a crumb of science fiction board games. Please, that's all I'm asking. I'm drowning. My hey, hey if, you have, if you have like favorite sci-fi games that we haven't reviewed yet and uh, that aren't produced by Privateer Express or Games Workshop or FFG or whatever, uh, go shout at us. Uh, yeah, and sh- go shout at us on Twitter and uh, we'll add them to the list. Yeah. Throw them onto the pile. Yeah, or, or email us. You must be cool new games yeah. you want us to talk about. Well, I mean, uh, the, 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 there are quite a few games on the podcast that only got there because uh, the audience recommended it to us. We can't. We, hmm. We're yeah. always trying. To, we, gotta, we can't just use it as a platform to, to play games we ground, wanted too. to play and never had the chance. <laughs> it's uh, like you know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> my excuse to, tr- yeah, help, help us help, help you. wrap it up <laughs> okay yeah and i think i think with that we're gonna call it there i have as ever been casa and this has been dent hey and thank you for listening thank you bye. so very much bye